Welcome to the second season of the Gutsy Health Podcast with Shani Brony and Gina Warfel, where we share uncomplicated, practical, and affordable wellness education so you can be a self-healing champion. This episode is brought to you by the Gutsy Health Membership Program, a program that gives you inexpensive tools and resources to heal your mind, body, and soul. Visit our website at mygutsyhealth.com. Hey, you guys, welcome back to the Gutsy Health Podcast. I have my amazing, beautiful, so intelligent co-host, Gina Warfel, that I just gush over all the time. Welcome, Gina. Oh, thanks, Gina. <laughs> hey, everybody. We have such a special slash amazing guest with us today. One of our Gutsy Health members, Katie Vol, is uh, we're going to be interviewing her today. And the reason why, and I'm going to give you a quick backstory, is we do our member calls every Wednesday and Katie just piped up and she said, I wanted to share a win. And she's been working on this one for months in the membership. She had her. So Katie is going to tell you her story, but she has been dealing with infertility for years. She shared with everyone that she had her first period and I have goosebumps, like her first real proper period. And we were all just like jumping for joy and screaming because we know how hard she's been working for this. And then we pulled her aside online, obviously. And we're like, please, can you teach people what you're doing? Because there's so many women who are struggling with what you struggle with. And they want to see a roadmap. They want to see what your steps have been. They want to hear your story on how hard it's been and what it takes to reach this point in healing. And she's still on her healing journey. But what a tremendous milestone, Katie. So congratulations. Um, Welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to have her because we, it's so fun that we interview like all these different experts and we're like science, 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 mm-hmm. but like we never actually get to, I don't think we really have like talk to somebody who's like, okay, I've taken what you taught me. Like, this is what it actually looks right. like in real life. This is you what know? implementation looks like. And that's what really well, matters. Thank you. Right? Like, what does it mean when it, when we actually put it in practice? Exactly. So Katie, tell us your story. Who are you? What, what is your health journey? I mean, and how did we get to this Zoom call where you shared with us that when? Yeah. So my story, I guess, starts all the way back. I was that middle school girl who got my first period. And um, how old my, are you? My period. I was 14. 14. 14. I was in eighth grade and I got my period and it, it didn't stop. And it was my very first one. And I thought that was normal. And I remember my mom, you know, taking the trash out and being like, Hey, your feminine products are still in the trash. And I was like, yeah, I thought that was normal. She's like, no, that, that shouldn't be, you know, I was on. Like it just didn't stop. Three... Like you just kept bleeding is what you're saying. Yeah. It was probably like three weeks, maybe three weeks of, of bleeding. And so, you know, I went in and saw my mom's OBGYN at that point. And the solution was to go on birth control and, and it was to help regulate my period. And so I, I was on birth control at that point for 13 years. So fast forward 13 years, I, you know, have my amazing husband and we're getting married and I decide I don't want to do birth control anymore. And so I stopped birth control. And I guess one of the big things I want to talk about today is mindset. Cause I think already, even at that point, I was starting to formulate thoughts in my mind about this is going to be hard for me. Mm-hmm. My mom struggled to have kids. So this is going to be hard for me too. Wow. And I was already, I think kind of putting that in my own mind. Mm-hmm. You created that uh, na- so got- narrative. From the beginning. Yeah, I had already created that. So I I got off birth control and six months went by and nothing happened. And so at that point, you're no kind of like watching no everybody pregnancy? else. When you say nothing happened, what do you mean? No period, no pregnancy? What do you mean? Yeah, correct. Yep. No period, no pregnancy. And so I reached out to an OBGYN and I, you know, you're kind of tapping your finger. Everybody, you know, is I, I was... 28 at that point and everybody else is getting pregnant and everybody else is married. And so I'm like, okay, we got to go. We got to go. I feel like I was just kind of going through the motions. I was checking the boxes off and, you know, okay. So I remember my very first meeting with the OBGYN. I was like, so how long am I going to work with you before I go see a specialist? And again, that mindset, I was already like just moving forward. I wasn't present. I wasn't, I just wanted to fix and so I, I worked with the OBGYN for nine months, and then they moved me on to an infertility specialist. And so in those nine months, you're just kind of listening to whatever everybody tells you. You know, you take metformin, you're taking um, Clomid and Letrozole, and you're doing, you know, scans, and you're doing all these different tests, and you're just following what everybody tells you to do. 
So we ended up going to see an infertility specialist. Um, that would have been like the fall of 2018. And right away, you know, she's like, we'll do whatever you want. And I wanted to be pregnant at that moment. So I jumped in and we did an IUI cycle. So IUI is like a step down from IVF. It's kind of an intrauterine insemination is what it stands mm-hmm. for. And that, you know, I, at that point I was kind of like, this is going to work. We had two follicles. You know, my sister-in-law had twins that way. I was like, this is going to be our story too. Mm -hmm. And when it didn't work, you know, I was crushed. Mm. And so that mindset, I think I was telling you, Janique, a couple weeks ago, at this point, it feels like the best way to explain infertility is like, you are a boxer and every month you go back to your corner and you have your husband there who's cheering you on. And for me, it was my mom is a big part of my life and my story. And your best friends are there and everyone's like, this is going to be the month and you can do it. And every month you're like, okay, you're right. We can do this. This is our month. And you go back out there and you get punched in the face and you fall down and kind of crawl back to your corner. And then you've got to pick yourself up and do it again. Yeah. And that's, you know, for a female, that's month after month after month. And so it just wears you down. Well, and you probably feel so, like you're bringing down your spouse as well, your partner, you know, like you feel like absolutely. you can't show up for them. And so it's not just your burden. It's their burden. And I bet you there's so many women listening right now that are saying me too. Me too. Like this is so heavy. This is so heavy. Yes. It is uh, the heaviest weight I've ever felt. Um, Because you do, you feel like your spouse didn't ask for this. And in almost any infertility situation, your spouse gets tested as well. And so their tests come back normal. And you're like, man, this is, you know, quote unquote, my fault. Yeah. And I'm, I'm altering their life and they didn't ask for this. And so it is, it's a, it's a huge heavy weight that you're holding. Right. So at that point we, we did a, like a, what's the best way to describe it? A surgery, an exploratory surgery. That's the word I'm looking for. So they, they wanted to go in and look at my female organs and make sure everything looked okay from the inside. Mm-hmm. And at that point we found that I had endometriosis as well as my previous diagnosis of PCOS. Mm -hmm. So now I feel like I've kind of got this double whammy. And they were able to remove everything for the endometriosis. And for women listening, that would be one thing I would make sure to ask too, because there's two different types of surgeries they can do at that point. Mm -hmm. They can either laser the endometriosis off, or they can kind of do more of like a scraping. Mm -hmm. And the laser, I mean, do your own research, but there's, you know, pros and cons to both. Yeah. We did that and we were like, okay, now we've, we've got a fair chance. The endometriosis is gone. And you still weren't having COVID. periods at this time, right? Like you still weren't having immenses. You were just. I was, but they were all medically induced. Oh, they I see. all being mm-hmm. driven by Clomid or by Letrozole. How's that making you feel that doctors were literally just like throwing all of this stuff on you and literally like turning buttons on and off in your body? Did you feel like you just weren't in control and it was like other people manhandling you all the time? The best way to describe it is it it was like I was watching my life from behind a window. Oh, that's heart-wrenching. I just remember like standing there and being like, wow, I don't have control right now. Yep. And it it wasn't like, I mean, I still work with my infertility specialist and I, I love her. She's phenomenal. But I just didn't have any confidence in myself at that point to... To say my own piece. Yeah. You didn't have the right words. You didn't have the knowledge. You didn't have the background. You didn't like you were just like, here, do whatever. But that's so empowering and that's so discouraging. And and stop me if I'm putting words in your mouth, right? We've had this conversation before and I remember the energy around it. But this is like, this is just like heart wrenching. It's you feel completely, completely out of control and defeated. And it's just like, do whatever, go, just go. And honestly, like I, at that point, I had even adopted this saying, and I, I believe it's a Navy saying, hold fast, stay true. Mm, and wow. so the idea is, is that, you know, on a Navy ship, they would hit waves and they just had to hold on to something and hope that the captain stayed true to the course. Gosh. And so I literally felt like that person on oh, the deck of wow. the ship. And I just was holding on and hoping the infertility specialist was steering the cap, like being the captain and steering it the right way. And can I just say real fast, I'm sorry, I keep interjecting, but like how you literally took a military like saying 
to something that should be beautiful and loving and intimate and like, wow, this is women that haven't dealt with infertility. I guess like it's so hard to understand the heaviness of that. And, you know, the mind, there's a word that's coming to my mind. I'm not going to say it. The mess of the mental game. And so I'm so glad that you're going to bring this mindset aspect to it along with all the lifestyle stuff, but sorry, keep going. So COVID hits at that point, and in the infertility world, everything shut down. Yeah, they wouldn't. E- wow, they wouldn't even fill my prescriptions. Wow, for the letrozole or the Clomid to let me ovulate at home. Wow. So that was how I was ovulating at that point. So that was just a complete. I remember laying on the couch and just sobbing, and my husband is oh. like, "How can I help? How can I do this? What can I do? What? Who can I call?" And I was like, "They're not handing out." prescriptions right now because they didn't know how COVID was going to impact a pregnancy. Wow. Wow. So then we were put on hold. So that was just another piece of like that puzzle where you just feel that weight and you're just pushed down even further into this Mm -hmm. hole. Mm -hmm. So that took a couple months and then they opened everything back up and let us have the letrozole and the Clomid again. And we did one more IUI cycle that was September last year. So 2020. And it didn't work. And speaking of that, that mindset piece, and I luckily I had the most amazing friends who are so supportive, but this was, this was probably the, one of the lowest points to all of it. My best friend, we were supposed to get together and hang out and her and her husband and my husband and myself. And she was like, Hey, I just want to let you know, like, I know we haven't seen you in a while with COVID and everything, but She's like, I didn't want to bring this on you and surprise you, but we're pregnant. Mm. And we had just found out that day that our IUI cycle, our second one, didn't work. Wow. She didn't know that. And so she she reached out to me and she was like, I just, if you can't hang out today, if you can't do this, it's okay. And you just felt like the world's worst friend because we couldn't. We just, my husband and I, in the, the space we were in that day and where we were on our journey, we were not capable of right. being and supportive friends for their joy that day. Right. And I just remember crying and I called her and texted her and I was like, I'm so sorry. I can't do this today. I, I feel like I can't support you. And, but she was there to support me and say, it's okay. It's okay. You don't have to, mm. you don't have to apologize for this. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just that all of that weight just keeps piling up and piling up. So when did things turn so, around for you? Like when did your journey start? As far as the healing? Yeah. Like what, what happened next? So next we did IVF mm-hmm. and um, I remember so I'm do, I was doing acupuncture at this point and I remember even that mindset piece too. Now that I'm, I'm in a much better place, mm-hmm. looking back, it's so easy to see how negative yeah. I was already predetermining my own thought process mm-hmm. to be. Mm-hmm. And I remember telling my acupuncturist something along the lines of, I knew IVF was going to be our journey. Mm. and just already, you know, accepting that. Um, so we did IVF and it ended up at that point, they told me it was my egg quality. We had 29 follicles taken out during the egg retrieval surgery. And of that, only 13 were considered of size to be eggs. And of that 13, only four fertilized. And of that four, mm. only one made it to the final embryo stage. Wow. So I remember at that point, that's before Christmas, and I'm just physically sick. I, you know, we're beside ourselves. We waited a couple months until April, and we decided, you know, we were ready to take our our leap with our one embryo. And that month, I actually had sent you a message because I had found you guys, my sister had recommended listening to your podcast Mm -hmm. at this point around Christmas time when I hit that ultimate low. Yeah. And so I started listening and it really started making external changes in our house. Like so what? I started changing the chemicals. So amazing. Um, I switched to, you know, branch basics and force of nature and Molly suds and amazing. Um, getting rid of the perfumes. And I'm not a big makeup girl, but I threw out the makeup that I had. Didn't and, you tell me you were following um, just ingredients and she's such a good resource for that, yes. for showing people like how to make those little lifestyle switches. Right. And so you started following her, yes. you're listening to the podcast, you're getting rid of all of these endocrine disruptors, right? All of these chemicals that we are 
constantly bombarded with from young. And I want to, I want to mention something, Katie, because you said you had your menstrual irregularities starting 13, but I mentioned this in my stories earlier this week. Like the playing field had been set up over years for your hormonal imbalances to occur. So your inflammation started in early childhood. You were exposed to chemicals while you were a kid. You were exposed to inflammatory foods while you were a kid that really messed up your hormonal balances. You had like, I don't want to say you didn't have a chance of having healthy hormones, but it wasn't just like, oh, something happened at 13. No, like your inflammation started probably around the age of four, five, six, seven. And like the the flags back then in childhood are so minor. It's like tummy upsets and lots of antibiotics and lots of ear infections. And, oh, you just seem more tired more often. Or I don't know what your red flags are, but these are like common ones in children that are having these like micro signs of inflammation that are totally overlooked and are like they're just prescribed drugs, right? Which make things worse. And so crazy is then like, you know, we have all these signs of problems. So as like young women were put on birth control, oh my gosh, like, oh, right. this will fix the problem. So really what it's doing is like masking the problem mm-hmm. and like hiding that you have a problem, yes. but we're young and we don't know. So we're thinking, no oh, it, this birth control has corrected my problem. Right, right. So what Katie and what I want listeners and people that are dealing with infertility to understand is your problem didn't start when you started your period. It started in childhood, like early childhood. And so now what you are doing, Katie, and what you're explaining is you are starting to get rid of the chemicals. You're starting to get rid of, you know, the phthalates and the xenoestrogens and the plastics, all of these things that, you know, the makeups, everything that has perfume and colorants and like we have to get rid of them. And so you started doing that. You started following just ingredients. And then what? Start listening uh, so, to the podcast. <laughs> yes. Yep. And I even, I sent you, and I know you get thousands of messages a day on Instagram. I sent you an Instagram message. And I Only hundreds, not thousands. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I sent you a message. And I, I didn't know at this point that the embryo didn't take, mm-hmm. um, but I had sent you a message saying that this is the, you know, where I am in my journey. And not many people knew we kept it a, mm-hmm. a huge secret. We didn't want anyone to know when we were doing the embryo. Cause we just, at that point, you just didn't want to keep sharing heartbreak and heartbreak. So my message, something along lines of to you was, I know I'm going to be okay because I'm going to join your membership. If this doesn't oh, work, I just have and goosebumps. And- so I, I, we found out on a Monday that we were not pregnant and I joined the membership on Wednesday. Amazing. Same week. Amazing. And so, so tell us a little bit about your journey in the membership. And because I want people to understand the membership isn't a diet. It's a lifestyle makeover. It is literally training you and handholding you in all areas of your life, every single one. And so what was it that drew you to the membership that made you want to like kind of jump on board and be like, I'm all in? And do you I have think, any doubts or, or fears around jumping into right. it? I remember like, so my husband is so supportive. I mean, any spouse going through infertility who is that support and not necessarily dealing with the infertility on their behalf of their body. Um, my husband is just so supportive. And so I told him this is what I wanted to do. And I explained to him right away, I said, the food's going to change and it's going to change immediately. You know, I went through the cupboard. I did the cupboard clean out. You did it. And and that's part of the membership. It's like clean out your cupboard, replace it with all of these things. So you did it. Oh, my gosh. Amazing. So and I should say, too, when I was doing all the endocrine disruptors, that was over time. Like those Mm -hmm. things are expensive. And so I just made it a goal. Like once a month, I change something else. Once a month, I change something else. So that was about six months, um, well, five months from like Christmas till May, I was changing those things on a monthly basis, but the food I just did out right away. Just, we just threw it out. And, you know, I just explained to him, I said, I'm not going to stop you from, you know, having your Domino's pizza, if that's what you're craving, but you also, you know, just know I'm not going to eat it with you. Mm -hmm. I just, I have to, I have to do this. I have to commit to this. Mm -hmm. And he was so supportive. I remember the first time he did get Domino's pizza. Like, Where is he? And I was looking all around. He was eating it in the bathroom. So I have a similar story. Um, when we changed our diets and Tristan was doing chemo, I would buy candy and eat it in my car before I went into the house. And he would buy McDonald's and eat it from the hospital to our house. Like, so, so we all have those stories. I want people to understand. Yeah. Like, these changes don't happen overnight. 
So we all kind of like, we're like, we're making the lifestyle changes and we're all like sneaking food in the back. So I love... We're all in this together. Yay! (laughs) So so I want people to like, it takes time, right? And it's okay to have these human moments. Like I'm so proud of him for like buying his dominoes. Okay, so yeah. so you're making these changes, and you yes. And so what else? I will say that I did do it a little out of order, and I looking back over you know from April till now, I wish I would. What I did out of order was the very first thing I was like, my liver needs a break. I need to do my liver now, mm-hmm. and so the very first thing I did was the liver detox, mm-hmm. and I wish I would have waited yeah. um, because. I think my gut needed help mm-hmm. first yeah. and I wasn't ready to admit that at that time. Yeah. <laughs> and um, gut is actually so, before liver in the order of healings. And that's so yes, cute. That's yes. so cute. You discover that. <laughs> yeah. And so I was like, ah, my gut's fine. Like I don't need to work on that. My liver needs it more. And mm-hmm. I wish I would have, you have the order of healing for a reason. Yeah. I, I would have followed it. <laughs> that's okay. I, I jumped in and I did the liver and my body went berserk. Mm-hmm. Um, I had candida. I had it on my face. I had it on my, mm. in my armpits. Yeah. Um, I had, cause I, I cut sugar, cold Turkey. I cut out gluten. Yeah. I cut out carbs. I mean, if I could have eaten bread three meals a day, I would have, mm-hmm. I mean, I loved bread. I loved it all. Yeah. And there was times I was, I wasn't really realizing, you know, I'd have toast for breakfast. I'd have a sandwich mm-hmm. at work for lunch. And maybe it just so happened that night we were having grilled cheese and tomato soup. Right. Right. So there's my five pieces of bread in one right, day. Right. And so I, I cut all of that. And I also took myself off of all of my medication as far as I stopped taking metformin. I stopped taking, I can't even remember some of the other stuff they had me on. And so, yeah, my body kind of freaked out. Mm-hmm. And so I did panic a little bit because I was like, man, my sister's getting married in four weeks. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> Your body's detoxing way too fast. Let's slow that down. <laughs> yeah. um, so in the meantime, though, I, I was constantly working on my mindset. So while I'm doing the liver detox, I started the mindset and the and, one. And I want to pause you really time. fast because in, yeah. I just want to explain the membership because a lot of people are probably lost. So when you join the membership, there's two segments to it. There's the implementation and the education part. So implementation is all about like the protocols. It's, it's around the order of healing, right? And that order of healing, the first step is mindset. The second one is mitochondria. The third one is gut. The fourth is liver. Then you have adrenals. Then you have hormones. Then you have brain. It's very, very formulaically put together. And so that's all the protocols and that's implementation. The education part of it is how to cook. Like we literally have a cooking coach, a gutsy health cooking coach. Her name is Kelly Clark. Members can sign up to have like a one-on-one cooking session with her to learn how to like contain all the nutrients and learn about pots and pans and stuff. But there's classes literally to educate you on your food. What is your food doing in your body? How do you clean out your pantry? What do vegetables do? Like get to know your vegetables, get to know your ingredients, get to know your fats. Like what is it like to cook with these fats? And so Katie's kind of talking about these different aspects in the membership. But it is literally like everything Gina and I know, everything that everyone should know to revamp their health, it's all in here. We are training you to turn into us. That's literally it. And so that's what Katie's talking about, you guys, when she's talking about the livery set. She's talking about the implementation and and whatnot, you know, the order of healing versus, you know, getting to know your foods and all that. So keep going, Katie. Oh, and you're talking about the mindset, how that's like number one. And you started with number one, you've been working on mindset the entire time. And you guys, mindset is so important. Like, and that is why we throw it into this because healing isn't just about food. It's not just about chemistry. It's about like your perception on life. It's about like the neurochemicals that you're making in your brain because your perception about your life literally creates neurochemicals and chemicals that create this cascade in your body that can be anti-inflammatory or inflammatory. And so that's what Katie's doing right now. She She's working on the mindset to try and reprogram her brain for a healing response versus an inflammatory stress response. So go ahead, Katie, keep telling us more about your mindset. On the mindset thing, like that doesn't go away. Like that has been something I have continued to work on every month since I've started this. Love it. So like even this week, I was like, a little nervous to do the podcast with you guys. And I, in my head, I was kind of having some of those negative thoughts creep in like, and you, to me, you guys are like celebrities. And I'm, like, I'm not, I'm not good enough to be on this podcast Whatever. with them. And, and then you are so worthy. Head, are you kidding? Oh You're amazing. God. You're so worthy. 
Oh my gosh. Like I am like bowing to you right now because you're just (laughs) such a superstar. So keep going, keep going though. So I I started working on the mindset and I I listened to the episode you guys had. I wrote it down as episode 67, Mm -hmm. Mindset and Healing and Identity with Aubrey Taylor. Yeah. It is an amazing episode. And I did everything in that episode she talked about. I started my truth and lie journal. I wrote down, she has an, an affirmation that she shares in that podcast. And I wrote that down and I tailored it to myself and I tailored it to pregnancy. Beautiful. And at that point I kind of hit a roadblock and I was like, okay, I'm I'm writing it, but I'm not hearing it. Mm -hmm. And so I did start recording it and I recorded myself reading it out loud. And the very first time I listened to it, I took it to my acupuncturist and I said, I need you to push play, Mm. put it on the counter over there where I can't get to it. I can't turn it off. I can't move can't run away. I'm going to have to lay here and listen to it. Mm -hmm. And that was probably my biggest breakthrough moment for me because I couldn't go anywhere. And I was just listening to myself read all of these truths that I had rewritten that were lies I had been telling myself. And I just, I sobbed and sobbed and sobbed. And I think that was a beautiful energy release. Oh, that's so beautiful. Because I don't think I had that when we got that negative Mm -hmm. pregnancy test in April. Cause right away I was like, all right, I got to join this membership. I'm going to keep going, work, 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 put my head down. We can do this. And so I hadn't had that, that release. And so that was it. And it, the really cool thing is, is because every month I, I add more and I redo my recording mm-hmm. and it's so cool to watch and listen to my own voice change mm. in the recordings. The oh first one gosh. still sounds so sad and so broken. Yeah. And now I, I can't wait to do my monthly recording and I pick new music because she talks about putting music to it. And it. so over that summer, I got more comfortable doing that. And now it's my routine. I listen to it every morning on my drive to work. Love it. Oh my gosh. So it's a, da- a daily Amazing. thing. So it's, it doesn't go away. It doesn't just all of a sudden get better. Thoughts still creep into your head. Like I said, yeah. even this week, you know, I, I'm thinking, you know, okay, so I got that period in August and I haven't gotten another one yet. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I'm like, shoot, is this like, I'm getting, I'm being celebrated for getting this period. And now I haven't gotten another one. It's kind of take a step back and be like, Katie, wait a second. Mm-hmm. It's just like, you're not just magically going to be on a 28 day cycle. Yeah. Right. You know, yeah. your, your this body's not just, like, you're on the right track. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so yes. it's that idea of this is the journey. This is part of the journey. You have to celebrate the wins. You have to be proud of yourself. You have to keep moving. Yes. Yeah. So that's kind of the, the biggest thing I would say with mindset is you have to keep moving and keep yeah keep learning. Mm -hmm. I just want to share too. I mean, everyone's body is so different, but I had a very similar thing where I was on birth control for, you know, probably 15 years and then went off of it. I didn't get a period for a year and a half. And a lot of the healing I had to do was actually around the mindset piece and like actually creating safety in my body. So my body actually felt safe to reproduce. And, you know, the combination of all of those things around like diet and mindset and all of it, Eventually, I got my period back, but first I'd get a period, and then I'd go a couple months, didn't get one, and then I got one, and then I didn't, and then I didn't, you know, and I started to get to know my body, like what things kept the period staying. Was it like my stress? Was it the way that I was eating? And eventually now it's very on the dot regular, but you know, I don't, I don't know if that helps at all, but for me it was like, yeah, I got excited and then mm-hmm. I'd get like disappointed. So like, Oh, it's gone. I lost it. Mm-hmm. But yeah. then shifting the mindset around, like, don't be disappointed. You didn't go backwards. You know, your body is telling you you're on the right track. We're just balancing mm-hmm. out. Yeah. Yeah. So the month of June now, I really focused on my mitochondria. So now I'm, I'm like, okay, I'm, we're going to do this step Amazing. by step. I did the, the, the liver out of order. Now I'm going to go. <laughs> so I'm a teacher. So I have June and July off. And so I made it my goal every morning I was going to go for a walk. And the funny thing was, is when I first started that, it was weirdly so hard. And I remember calling my best friend and being like, I'm going on a walk. And I just like, I couldn't even walk by myself. Mm. You know, I had to call her to talk to her on my walk. 
And, and I just want to tell people, about, like, yeah. the reason why you're going on a morning walk is because being out in the sun actually recharges your mitochondria. That's why you're doing that, right? Because it actually, yes, yeah. like, it helps mitochondria get in sync and recharge. And, like, when we go back to nature, it's it's literally, like, fuel for mitochondria. Like, seeing being out in sunlight, seeing the sunrise, the sunset, all of that stuff. Sorry. I just wanted to put like people like, what does a walk have to do with mitochondria? Everything, you guys, it has everything to do with mitochondria. So keep going, Katie. (laughs) So at the beginning of the month, you know, I couldn't, it was awkward for me to even just walk by myself. And by the end of the month, I was, you know, walking to the park and I would sit next to the the stream and I would Mm -hmm. take my shoes off and sit in the dirt and just, you know, I had bug bites all over the place. But I was at this point, I told my husband, I said, I said, don't take this the wrong way, like as if I was grieving too quickly or that I'm over what happened in April. I remember telling him in the end of June, I said, this is the happiest I've felt in months. I love that. And this is something we always say, you guys. Healing is supposed to be in the vibrational frequency of happiness and joy and play. That is when healing happens, not in this like, go, 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 military, military, like, submit to me. It's in the vibrational frequency of happiness and joy. And Katie, you're there. You're healing. You get it. You got it. You're going. It's happening. You're embodying it. Like, I just want to say too, that like when I was in that process of healing and getting my period back at the time, I was like, started hanging out with this guy who was a comedian and I laughed more in my life ever. And that's (laughs) my period came back. And I, I would tell him all the time. I would say, I think out of all the supplements and things, like you were my healer. Like I started laughing again. (laughs) That's awesome. And I really actually think that was a big part of my healing is like, and it's funny. He only briefly came into my life and then moved, you know, moved and moved on with other things. And it was so funny. It felt so like he came into my life to help me get my period back and lighten up and laugh. That. And yeah, that joy. So funny. I love that. Yeah. I just want to acknowledge you too, just for really being willing that even though there are all these like fears and doubts, I think what sets people apart is there's people who have like the fears and the doubts and they don't really take action. And then they have like all of this suffering. And you were like, I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm going to just, I'm actually going to take action. Like you did the pantry clean out. You did, like you listened, you learned and you did the things like it really speaks a lot from people who make change, you know, that you really took action. That's the biggest. And and one thing that is so unique about your story, Katie, is you hit rock bottom. You did it. You hit there. You were in the basement of rock bottom and the basement had a basement and Mm -hmm. there was nothing left to lose. And I want listeners to understand, you don't have to wait until you hit rock bottom. You can act now, like act now, stop waiting for it to get worse and worse and worse, right? And Katie is such an incredible example of the emotional rock bottom, the physical rock bottom, you know, all of it. And how you've literally like, you dug yourself out completely. You put the work in. And I I wanted to ask a question before we move on. How is your life different now to what it was like a year ago? Like emotionally, like a year ago, you had no power over your body. Do you feel empowered over your body now? Do you feel like you understand your body? Do you feel like you could talk to a doctor and be like, I know exactly what's up. I know exactly how I need to test. I know exactly what you're talking about. And I'm not going to put that shit in my body. Like, like, is that how you're feeling? Or am I, or am I putting words in your mouth right now? No, that's so funny you say that because I, I still am, you know, meeting with an infertility specialist, the same Mm -hmm. one. And um, so I met with her in August, you know, I told her that I was going to do this. I said, I I need to do something different. And she's like, okay, well, I just want to check in with you and keep, you know, see how things are going. And so when I had my meeting with her in August, I went in there and I was ready to go. And I was like, I want a full thyroid panel done. Somewhere along the line, my thyroid started acting up. It's never done that before in my life. And how did you know that? How did you know your thyroid was acting up? How did you know? So they only did the TSH. Uh And so my TSH was going up and up. And Uh. so they just put me on another medicine. And at that point, back in the infertility side of things, Uh I was just like, okay, I'll take it. Okay, I'll take it. And now you're like, hell no, that's not going to fly. I want more answers. (laughs) I love it. I told her, (laughs) I told her in August, I said, I know you told me not to take myself off my thyroid medicine, but I did. And I said, I, I'm not going to 
except just a TSH level. Oh my so God. Thing done. So amazing. I, said, I, 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 was, I wasn't rude, but I was, I wanted to show that I was right. educated. And I said, I know that there's a T3 level and I know that there's, you know, a T4 in the reverse. And yes. I just showed that I was educated and I knew more than what I knew a year ago. Did you learn this all and from the she, membership or was it membership and self-taught in other areas too? So membership and I will admit I did get a thyroid book because I knew my thyroid Perfect. kept going up. Beautiful. And so I did um I, the Which book was it? It was by I know people are gonna want to know. The, yeah, the 30 day thyroid reset plan Perfect. by Dr. Becky Campbell. Amazing. Perfect. Okay. Um, so. so I got that and I started learning. And that was also so I, I got that in July and that book talks a lot about how the thyroid goes with the gut. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's perfect. Cause the gut is what I'm Guts doing. Next. <laughs> it's after mitochondria. Yeah, so at that point, you know, so I, I have that meeting with my doctor and that was in August and I did the gut stuff July and August. Cause mm-hmm. I just, I knew I had been on so many antibiotics with mm-hmm. IVF. You're doing shots in your stomach. You're doing shots in your rear end. You're doing medicine. You're doing everything to your body. It's just Mm -hmm. insane. So I knew my gut at this point, I finally had accepted my gut needs work, whether or not I'm ready to admit that. So I did two months of gut and my thyroid levels dropped. And my infertility specialist was like, all right, we'll do whatever you want, whatever you ask. And so I asked for everything. They did the test to make sure I didn't have like a precursor for Hashimoto's, all Mm -hmm. of that. And just to be um, and she, my, my thyroid levels dropped, you mean your TSH? Correct. TSH came so down, which TSH, is good. So that's yeah, a good thing. Just for anyone listening, if you're, not, if you're not familiar with thyroid labs, TSH, it's, if it's high, it's good that it dropped. Yeah, just mm-hmm. so people yeah. So um, I had gone in one month's time, I had gone from 4.4 TSH oh. down to a 3.1. Wow, that's a big drop. So, that is. Yeah, so... So that was really huge. And I think that was part of the the gut protocol that I was following. And so, yeah, I, even, even the infertility specialist, she commented and said, you just seem like you're in such a better place. You seem happier. She said, you seem confident in yourself. Amazing. And so, yeah, I do. I feel like now I can hold my own in a conversation with the doctor. And I kind of told my husband, I said, you know, I can still have that same saying that hold fast, stay true. But mm-hmm. I said, I'm, now I'm holding fast to the order of healing mm-hmm. and I am the captain steering the ship. Mm-hmm. I am the one staying it. true. I so we've, I've changed my own saying. So That's now it's, it's, it's still mine and I'm in control of it I this time. It. You're in charge. And I say this all the time, you guys, but like we came to this planet, this earth, this existence, this incredible like playing field on this like speck of dust in the universe. And we were given these incredible vehicles, these amazing magical bodies with no manual, none. Right. And then it's like, go play, go and destroy it. And then we ask everyone else, how do you fix my machine? Right. The thing is like, we actually like, we need to fix ourselves. Like we are entitled to this knowledge. We're entitled to have this power over ourselves. And when we try to outsource it with medicines and other people's information, it's just not going to work with doctors, medications or whatever. But what you've done, Katie, is you said, I'm going to understand how to drive my own vehicle. I'm going to understand how to run this machine. And you are doing that every single day. You're taking care of this incredible vessel that we call the human body. And you are in charge of it. You are the captain of it now. And that is what I want everyone to understand is like when we outsource our power for healing, you're actually never going to heal. Well, I don't want to say never you will most likely not heal. And so we have to, we, we live in a day and age where we're just getting sicker and sicker and sicker. I want to read some statistics. They did a rigorous comprehensive meta-analysis collecting data between 1973 and 2011, and they found that among men in Western countries, sperm concentration declined by more than 50% with no evidence of leveling off in this century or in recent years. So that was like 10 years ago. It's probably closer to 60% now. I don't know what the infertility numbers are with women, but it, I do know it just keeps going up and up and up and it keeps becoming more of a problem. So clearly our medical system that is supposedly getting smarter is actually not making us healthier. We're still getting sicker. We're still getting worse. Cancer numbers keep going up. Diabetic numbers keep going up. Heart disease keeps going up. You know, And so we have to 
pivot. Like we are in a day and age where pivot is crucial. And we have to understand that this pivot has to start with us understanding our bodies. It starts with us understanding the lingo. It starts with us understanding what food is doing to us, what our environment is doing to us, what these chemicals are doing to us and what it's doing to our children. And so it is on us to know more and to understand more. I'm sorry, I'm going on a rant now. I shared earlier this week a video of how these cattle plants in these farm areas, they are literally feeding their animals food mixed with plastic and rubbish, like boxes and plus, and they're eating, like they're feeding cattle and pigs on these farms, junk, literal junk. It's all mashed up together. Like you see on the conveyor belts, there's like Skittles and M&Ms that these animals are eating because they're taking food from stores that are not being bought. And these farmers are buying this food for really cheap prices because that's, that's their biggest overhead is feeding their animals. Their animals have to eat a lot because they're big animals. And so they're literally feeding their animals junk and the government is allowing this to happen, right? And so as consumers, as people who we obviously care about our health, but our government actually cares about the wealth of corporations, not the health of the, of the American people. So we have to take a stand and recognize that no one's going to do this work for us. We have to do it ourselves. And we don't have to like go and like fight down buildings and whatever and, you know, like burn bras or whatever. We literally just take our money and funnel it to the people that are doing it properly. That is how we take our power back. And so when it comes to, um, wow, this turned into a really long tangent. So when it comes to like (laughs) healing our bodies and healing our hormones and like healing our planet and healing like all of these dysfunctions, it starts with us being empowered and reading the freaking manual. And understanding, okay, this is what our bodies need. Oh, and this is where I get it from. I get it from these healthy sources. When we perpetuate health in ourselves, we're going to perpetuate it in our communities, in our farming practices, and it's going to change globally, right? Well, it's so hard, too, to like be brave enough to take that step to put in the effort to say, I'm going to learn this and I'm going to learn about my body because it's so much easier to be like, well, you're the doctor. You should know, help me and kind of stay in this victim-y like, you're not helping me. You're not, you know, and like just kind of going Mm -hmm. with the waves of what people tell you. And it is really brave and it it takes commitment and investment in your time and your money and everything Mm -hmm. to be like, I'm going to learn and do this like for myself, no matter how long it takes, I'm going to start with mitochondria. (laughs) Like versus just like, okay, doc, fix me, you know, like I really want to really acknowledge you for that because it's not easy to take that on. Yeah. Thank you. And I guess one thing too, I want to say, like for anyone who's listening, who maybe the infertility is on your spouse's behalf, whether, you know, and if that's, a woman listening, if that's your husband, he's hurting, whether mm-hmm. or not he's yeah. ready to say that, like he is carrying a weight that is so heavy and he feels so awful that he's putting you through this, that I would just, you know, start there with a conversation mm-hmm. and just acknowledge that and talk about that. Cause I, I can't even tell you, like I, I did do when I first started writing my truth and lies, a lot of them were very geared towards my relationship with my husband because mm. you do, you just feel this awful weight. And so I read it to him mm. um, and he, he said, he was like, I didn't know you were feeling that way. Like oh. I didn't realize how much you were holding. Like you didn't need to hold that. None yeah. of that was true. Wow. But it was like, and I told him, I said, you've never made me feel that way. Like you've never made me question your love or our relationship but it's just your own thoughts that you put in your mind. Yeah, sure. And even since then, you know, with the mindset, I've even gone through in my truth and lie journal and I've realized that I was writing things in a future tense. I was like, started thinking like, I am doing this right now. Yeah. Like this is a present activity. Mm -hmm. This isn't a future event. So I went through and I started rewriting some of them. So like I, One of them said, I will change my hormones and I can do that with open communication to my body. And I changed that to, I am changing hormones and I am doing that with open communication to my body because I I wanted everything to be written as I'm doing it right now, not in the future. I love that so much. So it's even just little stuff like that. So can you tell people, because you've obviously made a complete 180 in your lifestyle and your life and your, your healing. 
how much time did it take you to do that? Like how much time do you invest in yourself every week? Has it, do you feel like you're a slave to your food? Are you slaving in the kitchen? Was it uncomfortable in the beginning and then it got easier? Like what did that look like? And how many hours a week were you like watching the videos in the membership and like educating yourself? Like what can people expect when they are literally turning into health experts? Oh my gosh. I have to say one of the biggest perks of the membership is your meal plan. It I know. Amazing. I know. It's oh so good, gosh, isn't it's it? So awesome. It's and I want to um, can I tell people really fast like there are four different meal plans. You can pick one of the four. Like you can pick like super structured or intermittent fasting or the super simple meal plan. What did you do? Or the beyond simple. I, I've been doing the super simple because I have to be at the high school that I yeah. work at, you know, at 7 a.m. so I'm not really cooking the breakfast that were in the meal plan. Mm-hmm. So I was doing the super simple. So that is essentially dinner, it. snacks, and then you have your leftover dinners for lunches. For lunch. Right. It's like four meals a week. That's it. That You're making four meals a week. And then the snacks are super simple. I designed it that way on purpose so that people can pick and choose how much time they have in the kitchen. Right. And so I'm so glad you said that. I'm so glad you oh said it because it's brilliant. My it's grocery so bill is less. It's so cheap. I'm sticking to the plan. Yes. People, you ah. will save money. You will save money when you do this. And you'll save like, oh my gosh, you'll feel better. You'll pay less in like health and like medical bills and less in grocery bills. Like I am so happy you said that. Oh my gosh. Keep going. Yeah. So no, I don't feel like I slave in the kitchen. Um, I've got my binder, just like you showed in one of the videos. I've got Perfect. my binder. Right now I'm I'm a soccer coach, so I'm in season. So it's a magnet on the fridge and my Love husband it. knows right where it is. And I Love tell it. him what's for dinner, what night, and he helps me cook it. I mean, follow the recipe. It's yes. all right there. So and they're good. Has not been hard. Like what do the meals taste like? Do you just love them? Oh, they're so good. So tasty. They're it's so better. Than, so yeah. I have a friend coming into town and he's like, let's go out for dinner. And I'm like, no, I'm making food because I hate going out for dinner because I'm always disappointed in the meals. And I'm an incredible cook. I'm like, we're <laughs> staying here. We're eating here. Like, no, I will not pay money and a lot of money to eat really bad food. And so it's what? so good. I'm so glad you I said that. So many people struggle to get over that health hump is the decision fatigue. Like they're trying to like think and like make decisions. Like, do I eat this? Do I not? Do I go out to eat? Do I not? And when like, I love how you were just like, we just got into a system. I was like, here, here's mm-hmm. what we're doing. Like there's no energy put into mm-hmm. like decisions or figuring things out. Like if there's anything I could suggest is make it simple for yourself. I right. think that's one of the hardest humps for people to get over is they make it complicated. Right. You know? Exactly. Yep. Oh my gosh. Yeah, okay. No, the, Love they that. all taste so good. My mom came and stayed with us for a week this summer when we got a, a puppy and my husband and I had oh, to congrats. go back to work. And my mom said too, she was like, that's the best I've eaten <sighs> forever. Like, so my mom noticed it too. I was making it for her when she was good. here. But no, th- that transition was super easy. I think one thing when I did start watching all the videos and back in May, when I had started all of this, I was, like I said, that was when I was at rock bottom. So I was just grasping for anything. And Mm -hmm. I think I was almost doing too much. Mm -hmm. I was listening to your podcast. I was listening to Carlin, Just Ingredients, her podcast. I was listening to two other infertility specialist podcasts Mm -hmm. and it was too much. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was one thing I would, I would recommend to someone starting their journey is go slow. Don't feel like you have to know all the answers right away. Because at some point, I think in one of our membership calls back in May, I had even said, I feel like I'm, I'm manifesting some of this. Like I am believing that everything I'm learning about, I have it too. Mm -hmm. I I remember that call actually. Step away. I remember that call. Sometimes less is more because, you know, we're, we're busy pounding the information and we're becoming so, and I said this in our, you guys, so even in the membership, there are these weekly calls where we can come and integrate and ask questions, right? And I remember this, like, but sometimes we get so cerebral about our healing that we actually forget to like act, jump, like drop into our bodies and connect with our bodies, right? And so a lot of people are like, well, I learned this and this and this, and what protocol should I do? And I'll literally like stop them and have them close their eyes and drop into their body and, and ask them like, what does your body want to do? Like, what is your body asking for right now? And a lot of times it's like play, going outside. It's not another yeah. liver reset. It's not 10 products that you heard about on a podcast. It's literally like connect, slow down, like eat more fruits and vegetables. It's so simple, right? 
And so um, I'm so glad that you brought that up because sometimes we can get lost in the like in the buzz of all the information and all the experts. And really, we just need to be more mindful and like just just be be these human beings, not these human doings, you know. So, yeah. OK. And, and what else? What else came up? So in the beginning, it was a little overwhelming. You were just like over consuming information. You had this aha to slow down and you did. And then what? And that was when I, I went into the order of healing as it was supposed to be. So mm-hmm. I did, like I said, the liver and then I went in the way it was supposed to be. The food has been easy. I feel like I've gotten rid of the timelines in my life. You know, Love before it. I was so ready, like, OK, so with that OBGYN, I'm going to be here for nine months and then I'm going to the infertility specialist and OK, we're going to do this and then we're going to do that. And one year from now, we're going to do IVF if we're not pregnant yeah. and then we're going to do this. And I've kind of let all of that go. And I, an infertility specialist asked me last month, she was like, what is your plan? And I said, I don't have one right now. I, you know, I'm okay. And I think that took me a long time to get to that point of being like, I'm 32. I'm not pregnant yet. And I'm okay with that. And we're going to be okay. And we're going to get pregnant and we're going to have a family and it's coming. Mm -hmm. I just have to wait my turn. Did you see Gabby Bernstein actually just announced she's 42 and she's pregnant with her second child. And she and she dealt with infertility for very, very, very long time. And she's all about the mindset of like, everything happens when it's supposed to slow down, don't stress, like, you know, like, because the stress really is what like is so toxic for the body. She was just telling everyone dealing with infertility. She's like, it's coming. Just be gentle with yourself. Go slow. And and I think what I've been hearing is being in the world of infertility can be so traumatizing. Like, can we just put the word trauma on that thing right there? Yeah, I would agree. It's traumatic. It's hard. And it's gut wrenching. Like, if your body doesn't feel safe to grow a baby, it's going to be like, no, we can't do this. No. This doesn't feel safe. A hundred million mm-hmm. percent. And so that's why you, Katie, keep telling people mindset, mindset, mindset. Like, yes, the lifestyle changes are huge, but mindset is just as important. You know, like all of it, all of it is important. Doing it in the order of healing is important. You know, doing it from a space of fun and play and joy and happiness is important. It's a holistic approach holistic, all of the pieces, all of the aspects. And it's supposed to be fun. And it's supposed to be, I don't want to use this word, but it should be easy, right? It should be really Mm -hmm. simple. It should be really easy. And we try to make it easy in the membership, like with the meal plans and the really simple classes, and then just like integrating with the Zoom calls and, you know, all of these things. You're kind of like this beautiful poster child and a great example to the thousands and thousands of listeners that are going to be downloading this podcast and listening to you. When you shared with us, like, oh, I just, I dove right in. I was doing all the things. We're like, that, that, that's it. That's like, it. that is it right there. Like, mm-hmm. that's where people need to hear. Like, I can see the bigger picture that it, it's about, like, supporting myself, having a mindset mm-hmm. that supports myself. It's getting love around me. It's getting support. It's actually taking action and doing this and learning and doing it one step at a time. We're like, that is it. Like, people need yeah. to hear that's the way you go versus being tossed in the middle of the ocean and just like, where am I going and waiting for your answers? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, really amazing and yeah. inspiring, really. And some of it is hard. Like we, yeah. we were talking on Tuesday night in the healing the unhealable class. Mm-hmm. Um, they asked, you know, people to raise their hand if they had eliminated things from their life that added stress. And I'll be honest, and I will probably have friends listen to this that are like, hey, (laughs) on Instagram, I went through and at that time I was at, like we said, such a low place going on Instagram and seeing everybody Mm -hmm. else's baby announcements and baby pictures and pregnancy announcements. And it was too much and Mm -hmm. I couldn't do it. And so I I learned that you can hide people on Instagram. Yeah. I still wanted Instagram because I love following you and I, you know, just ingredients and all those other, you know, Dr. Bickman, all of those other mm-hmm. Instagrams. And so I just went through and I, I had to hide Good for you. different people. And I mean, I, I love all my friends. I love their babies. I love their families. But, at that but you love point, yourself I more. To, I had to put myself yep. first. But you love I yourself had more. To put myself first. Radical self-respect. Right. Yep. Radical yeah. self-respect. Radical boundaries. Like that's what it takes. It's really interesting and we'll wrap up in a little bit. But in that class, we were talking about like people putting up boundaries and like, you know, cutting out toxic media, toxic people, toxic relationships and being really selfish about our time. Like I and, you know, and I told people, I said, and I asked, 
how many of you think that's selfish to put up these boundaries? And like a lot of people put up their hands. And I said, well, I do that. I have radical boundaries. Do you think I'm selfish? And Britt Lefko, she was like, I do the same thing. I have insane boundaries. Do you guys think worse of us? You know, and it's so funny that we have this relationship to this codependency where we feel like we have to show up for everyone all the time and you don't. You just need to show up for you 100% of the time. Because when you do, then you're inspiring. Yes. When you know someone who has healthy boundaries, not like they're mean, but they just have healthy Mm self-respect. I admire them. A hundred percent. And you talk about Britt Lefko, like she has. She's a powerhouse. I've seen her in action with her healthy boundaries. Yeah. And I'm so inspired by it. It is. It's very inspiring and uplifting. And yet we are terrified to do it. And that as well, you guys, is part of your healing journey. If you're dealing with infertility, you probably have some form of PTSD, you got to really take care of you. You got to see where your triggers are. You're probably surrounded by them. So radical self-respect. And if you're that friend who is having a baby shower and your other friend says, I can't come, it's not because they don't love you. It's because Mm -hmm. she, for for her own reason, for her own self, she can't be there. And I had to do that for some friends too. And I had to say, I love you, but I can't, I just can't come today. Good for you. And that's hard. I'm like clapping. Good job. Yeah. I I appreciate you really sharing that pain point because when you're not in that, in that place of where you've been, like I could see where it'd be very easy to not really realize the Mm -hmm. deep struggle that someone's going through and how hard you're working to stay positive and focused. Yep. You know, and how you have to like yeah. protect your own emotional health around that. And so, yeah, I appreciate you being vulnerable enough to mm-hmm. share that. Like, yes. Your experience Thank you. Friends and family. Yeah. Katie, I'm so proud of you. I love hearing your story. I'm so grateful that you have shared these beautiful moments with us and with thousands and thousands of listeners. I want to share something before we, we close up because I just want people to understand how important and how beautiful it is to watch people blossom into their power. And it's really amazing to see members start using lingo and start talking protocols and start like they know what they're talking about so much so that I could actually hire them as coaches. So I had this um, example of one of my members. I was looking at her daughter's blood work and we were going over some stuff and her daughter's having all these strange symptoms. And she was saying, do you think this and this? And I was like, yep. And she was like, and do you think this and this? And I'm like, yep. And we started like using the same lingo and the same terminologies and she was keeping up with me and she was making suggestions and we were going back and forth, kind of like two clinicians. And it's funny because right now during my consults, I actually have someone who's writing notes as I'm talking, so I don't have to write the notes. So my assistant, Ashley, as we were done with that consult, she paused and she was like, oh my gosh, that was amazing. And I'm like, which part? And she's like, just how educated that client was. And I'm like, oh no, she's a member. And she was like, oh my gosh, it was like, she was like a practitioner and she knew exactly where to go next. And you were just confirming it for her. And I'm like, yeah, she didn't even need the consult, you know? And it's really so like, I get goosebumps because this is the power you can have over your body, over your healing. That's it's like, you know, you understand your body mm -hmm. and then you can check in with someone who's been like you, who has had experience in this healing stuff. Like, Hey, am I on the right track? Yes. You can be like, yeah, I got these labs and I got this. And Mm -hmm. you know, just like Katie, you were, you were like, Hey, I know that we need to run more than a TSH for my thyroid panel. Like you came and then you made the most out of your time and your experience, which you can fast track. Yeah. On behalf of all of the members, what you guys are doing is amazing. And what you. you and Tristan started, I mean, you are changing lives. Like Thank this you. has changed my life. I mean, I was at a very dark place and I am a different person now. I'm a better person. And that's like what you guys have done. Thank you. So thank you. Thank you. I know. Let's just like send love to him. I'm just be like, thanks, yeah. Tris. That was because it was all him. If it wasn't for him, if it wasn't for his cancer, like this, this would be happening. This conversation would be happening. There'd be no such thing as my gutsy health. There'd be no program. There'd be nothing. So thank you. And thank you, Tris. (laughs) Thank you, Tris, for making this all happen. It's, it's magic. It's just, it's pure magic. So Katie, thank you for being a part of this tribe. We honor you so much. We love you so much and we see you. And I cannot wait in a few years time to get that baby announcement. I know it's going to happen for you. And you guys will be one of the first I share it with. Oh, please. Yes, yeah. please. I mean, I might even just like fly out to your baby shower. I'm not even kidding. Where do you live? <laughs> You're like on the East Coast, right? No, I'm, I'm uh, Midwest. I'm in Indianapolis. Oh, my God. I, would totally, I will totally fly to that. Hold me to that, okay? Like invite me to your baby shower. I am there. 
I can't wait to be there. And you're doing such amazing things. Listeners, healing happens. I promise it happens. Your bodies are designed. They have this ancient, incredible DNA. They are these amazing machines that are designed for healing. They're these self-regulating organisms. And sometimes we just need to get out of their way and give them the things that they were designed to coexist with. And that's joy and love and nurturing food that Mother Nature grew for it because these are organisms from nature itself. And so I always say when you go back to nature, healing happens. And so um, you guys, thank you, Katie. Thank you for sharing your story. Um, yeah, it is, thank you for having me. It's so beautiful. Listeners, thank you for tuning in. If you want more information about the membership, you can go to www.mygutsyhealth.com. And you can find more info there. You can find information at Gutsy Mom, Gutsy underscore mom. And Gina, yours is just Gina.Warful, right? Your Instagram? That's it. <laughs> Gina.Warful, magical Gina. Okay, you guys, we love you and we will get you next time. Take care. Hey, everybody. To celebrate our relaunch, we are actually doing our very first giveaway on the podcast. And as many of you know, Gina Warfel and myself have created this incredible online program and membership that takes you through the order of healing and teaches you how to become your own healing champion. The purpose of that is to help you rely on yourself and your own knowledge versus having to rely on doctors entirely when it comes to healing your body. We're giving away two memberships to this program, and it's really easy to enter. If you are ready to become your own healing champion and take 2022 by the horns and have this be your year for healing, this is how you can enter our giveaway. First, go and follow our new Instagram page, which is at Gutsy Health Podcast. And then second, all you have to do is leave the podcast a review. Easy, right? Now go to kite.link forward slash GHP and submit that review and entry now. Again, that is K-I-T-E dot link forward slash GHP and you can leave a review and that's it. That's how you enter the giveaway. We hope to see you in the membership and we hope you enjoy the show. Thank you for listening to the Gutsy Health Podcast. We hope you enjoyed and learned a lot from this episode. For more updates, follow us on Instagram at Gutsy Health Podcast. Podcast.